Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday, May 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians come back again and win on Sunday af- uh, afternoon. Uh, Josh Naylor, the story, uh, his third consecutive game with a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning for the Guardians. Uh, they win the game and uh, win the series from the uh, from the Angels. Uh, they, they hold on. Uh, Emmanuel Classe uh, had a, a three-run lead to work with uh, going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And uh, gave a couple of runs back, but but uh, you know got the final out, and the the Guardians uh, feeling good about themselves heading into today's off day uh, after taking two out of three from the Angels. Yeah, that was really that was a really a, a critical series for them. I thought Joe, you know, to win the series, um, and just uh, you know the way they did it, they did it with the home run, they did it with Naylor. You know, kind of with with just having an unbelievable run in the eighth inning of all three games, and um, you know it was just encouraging. It was uh, you know the kind of they had decent crowds at, at Progressive Field. The weather was good, and it, you know they uh, they just played you know some solid baseball, and uh, they're back in this race. I think Joe, I just feel like they're they're you know they they kind of I think they're you know I think they're like you said they're feeling good about themselves. Now they go, they head into Chicago for their first meeting with the White Sox, and uh, it should be uh you know it's it's going to be an interesting it's going I think they're just on a good run right now. Yeah, it's a, a good time in the schedule as well to be catching the White Sox, to be uh, catching the Mets on the road uh, as, as both teams are, are having a little bit of a rough go of it. Um, but but you talk about Josh Naylor, uh, you talk about his uh, just ability in the um, uh, you know, in the late innings to, to come through and sort of put this team on his back. He demonstrated it last year. Uh, he, he's, he's doing it again uh, now. Uh, you know, I think it's his uh, eighth go-ahead home run in the eighth inning uh, in his career. I, I think uh, active leaders, I think nobody has, uh, is within two of him uh, in, in terms of, I think uh, um, Adolis Garcia might might have a few uh, late, late home runs like that uh, from Texas, but just what he's been able to do, his win probability added uh, after the eighth inning is the highest in uh, in the majors. I think it's 1.28 uh, just from the eighth inning on. So what he's been able to do uh, late in these clutch situations 
you know, Terry Francona is uh, a guy who's, who's managed some, some big uh, left-handed power uh, 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 clutch hitters in his career. And, you know, Josh Naylor's got to rank right up there with him. Yeah. He just, uh, he looks so, he looks so dangerous in those situations. But like you said, what, eight home runs from the eighth inning on since 2021, I believe. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> you do that once or twice, you know, and, and it's a big deal, but he is, he is, he's a dangerous guy late. We saw that. We saw that last year, and we're seeing it again this year. And, uh, I, Joe, I love what you wrote Sunday, you know, uh, with Francona saying when, when Naylor swings and his helmet stays on, you know, you know he's balanced. He's not trying too hard, and the ball goes just as far as when it goes farther than when he swings and the f- helmet flies off because he's over swinging. Yeah, it's, uh, it, he said it's fluid. It's, a, it's a, a nice, easy, relaxed swing, and the ball just jumps off his bat and and we've seen it uh, a number of times when he's not trying to do too much. And I think, uh, you know, as he settles in, maybe as as this stretch begins here in May, uh, this is this is the Guardians' time to get hot with him. Uh, another guy who, who looked like he was feeling uh, comfortable throughout the series, Andres Jimenez. Uh, he had a couple of big hits. He had a home run on Saturday. Uh, that crowd was 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 really into it, wasn't it? Twenty seven thousand there. Uh, they had the the crowd on Saturday. Uh, it, that that place was really jumping, uh, and and for uh, Andres Jimenez to come out and and hit the ball the way he he did throughout that series, uh, I think uh, is is an encouraging sign as well. Yeah, that crowd really got into it in the eighth inning, Joe. It was kind of subdued, you know, because they hadn't had much to cheer about. The you know the Guardians were down six two. And all of a sudden, you know, it looked like it was over. It looked like just another one of those losses where, you know, they not only didn't score, but they were kicking the ball around. You know, they made some bad mistakes on the bases. Jose Ramirez getting picked off second base. Uh, you know, uh, Ahmed Rosario running into a, a double play in the first inning, trying for some reason, I still don't know, trying to advance to third before Quan scored. And all of a sudden, you know, so you're sitting there thinking, Man, this is you know this is another ugly loss, and all of a sudden they come out of nowhere and score six runs in the eighth inning and turn that thing around. And uh, you know Naylor's home run was big, and then uh, uh, Andres Jimenez adds another home run in the inning. So that was that you know those are those are the kind of games I think and kind of performances that kind of maybe you know push a team forward a little bit. Yeah, uh, you saw Cal Quantrill on Saturday. Uh, you know might not have had his best stuff. Uh, it still was able to to get into the to the what the sixth inning, uh, and 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 you know give them a little uh, a boost that way to to sort of save the bullpen a little bit. Uh, on Sunday, Tanner Bybee uh, was was lights out. Uh, I mean, this was a, a big start for Tanner uh, coming off uh, you know having having struggled in uh, in, in his previous outing, uh, you know against Detroit, giving up uh, a bunch of runs, but. Uh, Bybee comes out against his former high school teammate, uh, in, in, uh, uh, Sandoval and, uh, you know, Patrick Sandoval and, and gives up, you know, only one hit through, uh, through the, what the seventh inning and then comes out and, uh, gives up a run in the eighth. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, really a great encouraging performance, uh, you know, against a good lineup that, that angels lineup is no joke, man. And struck uh, out Otani twice. 
Yeah, and uh, they did. Speaking of Otani, I thought they did a great job against Otani over the whole weekend. You know, starting with Logan Allen, you know, going to Quantrill and and right through uh, to to Bybee. I thought they really, you know, their scouting report was excellent on him because he's really, really dangerous. But uh, you know, Bybee goes what seven and two thirds, seven strikeouts. Give like you said, gives up a run. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, you know, you. you They've gotten with those three starter, three rookie starters in the rotation. You know, you don't know. You you know, like all three of those guys. You know, the odds of them staying in that rotation. You know, and and performing well. You know, for an extended period of time, it's it's kind of stacked against them. You know, Logan Allen got knocked around a little bit in the, in on Friday, but Bybee just uh, really encouraging on Sunday. I thought just a uh, you know kind of a, a statement start almost for him. Uh, encouraging uh, from the rookies from the uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we, we are, are we starting to sound the alarm on Emmanuel Class A though. The uh, the way he struggled again uh, in the ninth inning. He uh, he he blew the save on Friday. Uh, tough situation, obviously uh, trying to protect a, a one run lead uh, in a game like that. But uh, you know, and you've got Mike Trout leading off with a double on Friday. But uh, he comes back again with a three-run lead in the ninth on Sunday uh, and gives back a couple of runs. Yeah, you know, I was I was really encouraged with the – even though he blew the save Friday, I thought, uh, you know, that was probably the best he'd looked. He was thrown over 100, Joe. His, you know, he had that great slider moving. Uh, you know, but Trout hurt him, you know, with the double. But Mike Trout is going to get his hits. But, you know, his velocity was was back, it seemed like to me. And it was back consistently. Now, I didn't see that again again on Sunday. I thought his velo was a little bit down again. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he gives up, uh, you know, those two runs. And he's walking the tightrope again. Joe, I, you know, I, I, maybe we got spoiled the last couple of years with him because he was so dominant. You know, when he gave up a hit, it was like uh, – you know, it was like uh, front page news, but now it looks like guys to me are swinging early in the count on him. And if, if his velo is down, you know, if he's only throwing 97, 98 miles an hour, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but if he's only throwing only. <laughs> that, yeah, I know, you know, when you think about these guys can hit that. And, and, uh, so I, you know, I at the beginning of the year I didn't think that one or two miles an hour would make that much of a difference, but maybe it does, Joe. I, I'm not sure, yeah. but he's getting hurt and he's getting hurt early in the count. Yeah, it's it's almost like he he might need to become more of a pitcher than a thrower when when it comes to the you know the, when the stuff isn't as overwhelming as it has been. Uh, he he might need to you know be a little more savvy to get guys out, which. Uh, I, I'm sure he's capable of, and I'm sure he's shown that uh, in the past, but he also had 101 in his back pocket that he could pull out. So, uh, yeah, it, and, and it doesn't seem to be anything physical. It doesn't seem to be anything, you know, overly mechanical, I don't, I don't think. it's it, it looks like it's the same. So, uh, yeah, I can't really put our finger on, on what the difference has been from year over year to for Emmanuel Classe. Uh, but they're going to keep, I mean, they've got to keep going to them. They've got to keep running them out there as, as the closer. It's not like they have, uh, a lot of other options and, and he was able to get through the inning and, and pick up the save, uh, yesterday. So that's, uh, again, it's encouraging to know that you can, you can do it when maybe you don't have your, your best stuff. The, the league makes adjustments to you 
what what adjustments are you going to make back now uh, and and play that cat and mouse game? Because Shane Bieber is is sort of the uh, the ultimate example of that. This is a guy who uh, he he lives for that uh, back and forth, that uh, give and take with the uh, the hitters and the uh, the offenses uh, of what he can do, and and he has so many ways to beat you. Well, Emmanuel Class A. Uh, might not have the variety of ways to beat you that uh, a Shane Bieber does, uh, but uh, you know he's still a guy who's a, a tough competitor when he when he gets out there on the mound, and uh, you know he's he's got the track record record to be able to do it. So uh, we'll just we'll see moving forward. Uh, yeah, Joe, I I, I think uh, you know Bieber has the luxury of innings of length. Mm-hmm. You know this you know the Class A you know it's kind of a every time he comes in there. You know, it's a it's a win or lose situation almost, and uh, I I don't think can a closer come up with a third pitch, Joe? I I don't <laughs> usually you don't have a time to throw a third pitch, do you? You know, I mean if you're you're going to go with your two best pitches, so I, it's an interesting development. And and like you said, how do you mix those pitches? I mean, it's like Karinchek, he's got two pitches, and how do you mix it? How do you keep the the pitcher the hitter off balance? Well, I, I mean, you can you can change speeds on the on the yeah. stuff as well. I mean, you could throw a a slower slider, but he, you got to be careful with that because if you hang that, it it goes a long way. So, uh, yeah, it, it's not like he's getting uh taken taken deep all that much. It's not like they they figured out you know he has a tell or something like that. So I I don't know. It's uh, teams make adjustments. Now you have to make the adjustment back and, and yeah. we're waiting to see Emmanuel Classe do that. Uh, speaking of making adjustments, uh, a couple of plays we, we need to talk about. Actually, I want to go back to uh, the, the, the trout ball that uh, uh, James Karinczak came into the game after Tanner Bybee had, uh, um, you know, put runners on base, given up a run, had two outs in the eighth inning. Uh, uh Tito turned to James Karinczak to face uh, pinch hitter Mike Trout coming off the bench. Trout didn't start on Sunday, uh, came off the bench, and came up in a big situation in the eighth inning. Uh, and and I'll say this, there it, it, when Mike Trout hit that ball to center field, the sound that it made and the angle that it was, was hit at, it that was every bit of a home run swing and a home run ball that he hit. Uh, the Guardians got tremendously lucky that that ball hung up in the air the way that it did. Yeah, I, you know, I, I did, I missed that part of the of the game. I was at home, I'm, and I was, you know, I, was, I don't know what I was doing, uh, but I didn't see that 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 at bat. But you know, I read in your story where you know uh, shots, I mean, uh, Straw just said, you know, it looked like uh, the wind just knocked the ball down, like it hit a wall and fell right down to him. You know, so, you know, the the wind at progressive field is tricky, man. And, you know, it was such a great day. You didn't expect it, but it was a little cooler than it looked outside. Yeah. Than it, than it looked, Joe. And I think maybe that 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 and the breeze held that ball up. Uh, yeah, you could see the, the flag was blowing straight in from from center field. So it, there was no doubt that that that's what happened. That sort of did that that sort of elevator thing where the, the high drive will will just sort of rise a little bit and then d- drop straight down. And that's what Miles Straw said after the game. He said the ball just sort of just I got back and it it came straight down to me. Uh, but in the press box, it, there was a there was an audible gasp. I mean, everybody <laughs> held their everybody was holding their breaths. It's like uh, it was almost like watching a, a, a drive on a golf course. And you just say, you know, just tell the ball to settle, just settle down, just settle down. And, and, and that's exactly what happened uh, uh, that that play. And then we got to go back to. 
uh, it was after Taylor Ward's uh, um, base hit. I believe it was in the fifth inning uh, with uh, with Taylor Ward on base and uh, Brandon Drury sends a bouncing ball up the middle. Uh, Ahmed Rosario makes a, a really nice uh, uh, stop and, and a backhanded flip to Andres Jimenez at the bag. Uh, Jimenez's throw uh, was in the dirt to first base, skipped past Josh Bell at first. But uh, like you said uh, when we were talking before, Mike Zanino uh, makes the he makes a tremendous play just to be backing that ball up. Uh, the ball doesn't go into the to the dugout or the camera bay. It, it hits the wall and bounces back to Zanino. And Zanino was heads up. He saw that Drury had made a flinch toward first base. And knowing the rules and knowing that uh, he was a live runner, uh, Zanino got to him, put the tag on him before he got back to first base. And, and there was no argument from Phil Nevin or, or anybody in the Angels dugout. Uh, they, they knew he made the move. So, uh, they, they called him out and, and he was out. It was a double play. Not, not really a traditional double play, but, uh, you know, they got two outs on one play. How do you score that, Joe? How'd you score that in your scoreboard? Well, I'll tell you what, in the press box, <laughs> we were sitting there and everybody was sort of looking around for a minute and, and scratching their heads. And uh, the, uh, the the official scorer who normally comes over the speaker and says how the, how to score the play on a, on a questionable play like that, he was sort of delaying and, and didn't say anything for a while. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the team's PR guy uh, walked down there to, to, to say, hey, you know, uh, might want to say something about that one. Uh, they called it a fielder's choice for Drury, uh, and the uh, you know the out at um, uh, at second base went six four, and then no error on the play or anything like that on the throw, uh, and and they called two unassisted, uh, so catcher unassisted tagging <laughs> out um, Drury out out advancing was was what the, the ruling was. Because <laughs> once cool. he I don't because think once I've he ever made seen... the, yeah once he made the, once he made the move to second base, he was trying to advance. Yeah, so yeah, that if makes he gets sense. Tagged okay. out, he's out advancing. Yeah, and I, I've never seen that play. I don't think I've never seen a catcher make an out at first base. I don't think. I, I maybe I am. But on, on the tag I, I like that. That's that's yeah. the thing. To make it on the tag like that was was pretty interesting. So uh, yeah, again, uh, you know, kind of a, a weird, quirky play, but. Uh, you know, and I've seen, we've I've seen replays of it. I'm actually watching a replay of it on uh, MLB Network right now. So, uh, kind of fun uh, to to see something like that, and in uh, a big moment in that because it helped Tanner Bybee keep his his uh, his pitch count down. He he got into the seventh, in, you know, through the seventh inning, facing the minimum number of hitters. Didn't walk a guy. Only gave up one hit at that point. So, uh, kind of a a big key for the the rookie at that point. Yeah, what you know. The thing that impresses you about Bybee is he throws all his pitches, Joe. I mean, every, you know, in in almost every one of his starts, you know, he's had, you know, he's had a little, you know, I think his first game, he didn't have his fastball, so he threw his curveball a lot. What what did he do uh, yesterday that impressed you? Uh, It was the way he attacked, actually, uh, that lineup. I mean, like you said, they didn't have Rendon, they didn't have Trout, uh, but he went at them and he was fearless. That was the whole point is. You know, he's up here. He, he's he got kind of he's got 98 in his back pocket, too. I mean, he throws a lot harder than you look at him and you think he would be able to throw. Uh, and, and Tito said, yeah, he threw all of his pitches. He throws them for strikes. He's he, he has command of every one of those pitches. So uh, it, but just his his approach and his fearlessness to attack that lineup was 
was sort of what the the key was for me. No, All good, right. Uh, Want to mention uh, uh, subtext before we get out of here. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the uh, the matchups here in a minute. Uh, subtext uh, 216-208-4346 is the number if you want to sign up for our subscription text service. Uh, Hoinsey and I have uh, all the behind-the-scenes uh, info that we have on the Guardians, and we share it with our subscribers. Three ninety-nine a month. Uh, also, go to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, to, to join in there. Uh, it's a really great community with some some really awesome texters who uh, who uh, give us a lot of great feedback and ask us questions, and, and we uh, we give them uh, the best responses we can come up with. Uh, Hoinsey, I uh, want to mention the uh, pitching rotation for – uh, this weekend because they finally came out with our for this week uh, in Chicago. Uh, they finally gave us the probables. Uh, uh, the, the White Sox had not uh, released who their pitchers were going to be for this series until this afternoon. Uh, Lance Lynn, Mike Clevenger, and Dylan Cease will pitch the three games uh, against Cleveland. Uh, they will be uh, opposed by uh, Shane Bieber uh, and uh, Peyton Battenfield and on uh, Sunday, it'll be Logan, or on, on Wednesday, it'll be Logan Allen. So uh, uh, just a, a, a good, uh, some good pitching matchups, and we get to see an old friend in Mike Clevenger on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see Clevenger. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he pitches. I know the White Sox have been struggling. You know, this is, I'm sure they're looking at this as a big, uh, big opportunity to kind of turn their season around. And Joe, uh, Cleveland has, has a chance here to continue that momentum from the weekend. You know, they kind of pulled that series out against the Angels and, you know, had a decent homestand. So um, a big series for both teams. And uh, Josh Naylor is going in hot to the place where it all began, Joe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> guaranteed the, great field is his place. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, I guess uh, I guess we got to call it uh, if he has another one. The, the Naylor game was was May 10th last year, uh, and then in June he had the Naylor game 2.0 where uh, he walked <laughs> off the uh, the Twins and he had that tremendous bat flip. So I guess the next uh, the next Josh Naylor. I, I mean, this whole weekend series is the Josh Naylor series, so that's 3.0. So if he does it again in Chicago, we got 4.0. Or, or we're we're into Windows versions here. This is uh, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do it cubed josh naylor cubed or square there you go, <laughs> there you go. all right hoinsey we'll check in with you uh from uh chicago uh tomorrow and uh we'll uh talk to you then on the cleveland baseball talk podcast all right joe